Please pray with me. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, because you and the only God are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So have you ever been angry? Have you ever caught yourself being angry before somebody else put it out to you, like, um, Steve, are you hungry? Because you're not acting very kindly right now. Well, I will admit, I don't always catch myself in anger, but I have, and I have to stop and throw a little victory celebration on the times that I have caught myself feeling like I'm lashing out at other people out of hunger before I lash out at somebody, and they have to call me on it. Which reminds me of our message two weeks ago in our Giving Up for Good series about how John Wesley um, told us that a useful definition of sin is a willful violation of a known law of God, the kind of sin that we can do something about during Lent or around the calendar throughout the year is the kind that we are aware of. So being hangry and noticing it and not lashing out at other people is something you can be aware of and change. Whether or not acting poorly out of anger is a sin, I don't know for sure, but it's something that we can learn from our behavior and so, I ask you, in light of especially the Exodus reading this morning, if anger is uh, not desirable behavior, is there such a thing as anger? You know, where you're so thirsty that it causes you to behave inappropriately? Because if there's such a thing, such a word as anger, we see it in Exodus 17. God's people were angry. They were so thirsty, they started grumbling and complaining to Moses and to God. But here's the deal. They're only a couple of weeks out of slavery. They've been delivered with some miraculous intervention of God to deliver them from their slavery. And they've all experienced this firsthand, and now already they're grumbling and complaining. Have you, as God's people, ever caught yourself grumbling and complaining? Even though you are fresh off some magnificent experience of God's presence and love for you, and yet there you are forgetting that, getting angry or angry or whatever it is that gets our focus off of God's faithfulness. Remember, God is faithful. Whether or not you and I complain and grumble, whether or not we express our gratitude. God's goodness and faithfulness doesn't depend on our gratitude, but our experience of God's goodness and faithfulness does depend on our willingness to express gratitude for God. So, for instance, take the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, the reading that we had just a few moments ago. She's likely thirsty, but she doesn't seem to be angry. But she has some deep needs that we find out about a little later in this story. In the presence of Jesus, though, we all have deep needs. So what deep need do you have that here in the presence of Jesus you're willing to admit, at least to yourself and to God? What deep needs do you identify in yourself when you are in the presence of Jesus? And why is that harder for us sometimes than it is for this woman at the well? I mean, maybe it was easier for her because she was all by herself. She was alone. It was just her and Jesus. So there's no social 
expectation. There's nobody in front of whom she can be embarrassed. But it's hard for her because she self-identified as somebody that was in an outgroup. She identifies Jesus as Jewish. She's Samaritan. John tells us they don't associate with each other. She says to Jesus, how is it you ask me for water? Because we don't associate with each other. But that didn't stop her from bringing her need to Jesus because of who Jesus is. But what would stop you from bringing your needs to Jesus? Certainly not being too thirsty or too hungry to express it. Certainly not being in some self-identified outgroup that you think Jesus isn't a part of because you are welcome in Jesus' presence. And in Jesus' presence, you are reminded of your deep needs and invited to share them with Jesus. So the woman at the well came for water. Wells are made for water. That's what she was there for. We all need water every day of our lives. How do you prefer your water? Do you prefer it bottled, even though it's free out of the tap? Do you prefer it carbonated? I tend to prefer mine carbonated. Or brewed, um, usually brewed in the form of coffee. Some people prefer their water fermented or distilled. Maybe you prefer your water steeped in some variety of leaves or bark. How do you prefer your water? Well, like every other need that we have, Jesus' presence connects our need with, our, with uh, for regular water with our need for spiritual water. And there's this tradition, in fact, that teaches that wisdom is water. So when you read stories in the scriptures about water, in your mind, substitute the idea of wisdom into that scripture and see how that goes. So, um, there's a tradition, in fact, that teaches in the book of Sirach, which was written between the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, that says that, that has wisdom saying, those who eat of meat will hunger no more, and those who drink of meat will thirst no more, which probably sounds to you not a little, not at all unlike what Jesus says to this woman about the water that he offers. Some people believe that Jesus is, is referring to that Sirach passage here. As the living water that Jesus is offering. We also know that in that day, living water referred to a source of water that there was like a spring or a river that comes from this constantly renewing and refreshing source that is always moving, always replenishing. The way Jesus offers to quench our thirst is a way that quenches our thirst forever. I think that's it. A better way of reading this scripture than the way we sometimes read it. Sometimes we read it as though if you take one drink of Jesus, you never need another drink of Jesus at all. But I'm pretty sure that whatever Jesus means by what he said here is it's not that you just take one sip of Jesus and then go away. Because he says, who, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water I give will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in those who drink it like a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. The water that Jesus gives becomes a spring within us for ourselves and for others around us. What a beautiful time this is, today is, for us to consider ourselves as a source of living water for ourselves and for others, because we are surrounded by other people right now that are also trying to navigate this social distancing. Many of the people that are close to us have compromised immune or health systems, are in the categories that need especially to stay away from other people right now, and now is a time they need most not 
to feel alone and isolated. So what can the rest of us do to help connect with them, to help them know they are not alone, no matter how physically alone they might have to be? That rock from Exodus chapter 17 that Rachel read earlier, the rock that people grumbled and complained, and God's faithful and good, even if God's people were grumbling and complaining, and told Moses to hit a rock with his staff, and it provided water for them. There's a rabbinic tradition among the Jews that that water provided, or that rock provided water for the God's people for the next 40 years. In some versions of the tradition, the rock followed them around in their wandering through the wilderness. In other versions of the tradition, the rock, from where it was, provided water from them by God's power wherever they went. And in some traditions, the rock provided so much water that as it sprang forth, it divided out among their camps, dividing the tribes from one another and providing living, flowing water for all of God's people. And that's us. Now, we are the rock that provides water for God's people and for the people around us. As a follower of Jesus, you have a source of living water that bubbles up to eternal life in you, available for you and for the people in the world around you, whether you are angry or not. But here's the deal. Thankfully, it doesn't really work. It doesn't look good on you. It doesn't look good on me. I know it doesn't feel good. It is often a source for our grumbling and our complaining. Why? Why then are we so good at grumbling and complaining? Sometimes I worry that we as God's people are even better at grumbling and complaining than people who aren't God's people. That breaks my heart. Why do we let ourselves get angry? When the source of living water bubbles up within us. Because we forget. Because we get distracted. Because we get lost in social media and news stories and needs. And we forget. Not only that we're in the presence of Jesus. But that Jesus has provided a spring of living water that bubbles up inside us. Like those people in Exodus 17. God can lead us out of slavery one day, and we can be grumbling the next. Can we do anything else? Do we have a choice? I believe we do. God's people always have a choice, because God is good and faithful, even in our grumbling and complaining, to meet our needs, to reach us where we are, and bring us to where God is. We have a choice to recognize that, and to respond to God's call. We can drink, and we can remember. So, when you drink anything, whatever it is you drink, remember, remember God's goodness and faithfulness. Now, remembering is hard sometimes, but we can do it. We can't let ourselves be determined and controlled by what is hard. We can drink, and we can remember God's goodness and faithfulness. We can drink and we can remember that we are God's people, that we have within us a source of life and help and hope for us and for those in the community around us. And as we drink and we remember this, we help each other follow Jesus better. And we serve and bless 
the world around us. God, as our source of living water, we are grateful to you for your goodness and faithfulness, even when we grumble and complain. We're thankful to you for your constant faithfulness and presence. Help us to breathe deeply and help us to drink deeply of this living water bubbling up within us to eternal life that you offer us and that through us you offer to all the world around us. God, help us to be a source of water and of life to our neighbors, to our communities, to our families, to the world, because you are our source. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you to join me in the affirmation that comes from Philippians chapter 2. It's our Lenten affirmation of faith. It is uh, taken from Philippians chapter 2. Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Though he, he was, was in the form of God, God he, did he did not, not consider, consider being equal with, with God something, something to exploit. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names, so that at the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven, on earth, under the earth, might bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Amen. Now I invite you to join, uh, enjoy and join in want on singing our final hymn for the morning. Again, thank you for being here. Our final hymn this morning is hymn 469, Jesus for all the world to me. We'll sing verses 1 through 2.
Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, Eliza. Thank you for being with us. I hope I'm not sitting too low to be in the frame of vision. So, I want to invite you to share with us how you are taking your following Jesus outside the bounds that you had planned before all this social distancing and before all this community-wide concern. How are you changing? How is this changing the way you walk with God and follow Jesus? Share it with us. Share it with your friends because we all need ideas and inspiration for doing things differently to bring other people to the love of God that God has for them. So, as you go from this screen into the world that God has made, may you remember that God has made it and that God's goodness and faithfulness are always available to you and to all. Thank you. Amen.